You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
And a good morning to you and welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast. It's the 22nd of March, second day in the month of Nisan as we get closer to the holiday of Pesach. Oh, what a great, great ending to the fundraising marathon we had on Friday morning. The official ending occurred at around 9.32, I think. I don't, I don't even have the official time, but I'll tell you the official total, $245,000 from all of our wonderful listeners out there calling and uh, pledging their support for another great year of programming on JM and the AM with Nachum Siegel and, of course, everything on the web and uh, on the network as a result of that. The, uh, the marathon still continues over at WFMU. The fundraising still continues, and you can go on to the uh, page at jmandtheam.org, and you can make your pledge if you haven't done so already or if you want to do an extra little one, the official total right now stands at, um, let me just get the exact update, the official total right now stands at $247,869. So we gained uh, a few thousand dollars on uh, Friday before Shabbos and last night after Shabbos into this morning. So we're about, what, $2,131 away from 250000 which is our stated goal. But we always end up above that. The people keep on contributing, and we thank you so much for that. What a wonderful time. It uh, led into a great, uh, a great Shabbos. And uh, we are here with you, as we are every Sunday morning, to present to you JM Sunday. Just another reason to support JM and the AM, because now you have a JM Sunday, as you've had for the past two and a half years, roughly. It is Now, you know, it's interesting. We have done this show on JM Sunday. Well, I'll tell you about it later. I'll tell you about it a little later when I talk about the uh, the upcoming schedule for the next few weeks. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we had the very bad news yesterday with the uh, fire in Brooklyn that claimed the lives of so many children. And our hearts go out to them. Of course, Rabbi Goldwasser will have some special words of chizuk about the tragedy later on at 7.30 with morning chizuk. And uh, at 8 o'clock, we'll have our news from Israel. Direct uh, live in English to hear the latest going on there in the uh, in the days following the election, which brought uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu back into power as he tries to form a government. I think those negotiations begin today. So we'll get some information on that. Uh, we're going to play a lot of music this morning, and um, 
That's what we do. And thanks so much, everybody. Oh, don't forget. Oh, very big, important news. <laughs> the marathon is over. Uh, Nachum and crew headed to Israel last night. And uh, it was no, not a vacation, not at all. A vacation far from it. Nachum and crew will be hosting shows, will be doing shows from Israel starting tomorrow morning on JM and the AM. And uh, they'll be in different places. I don't have the exact schedule with me. But the shows will be extremely interesting. And uh, again, where else do you get this type of programming? But right here on the uh, on the network and on the stream and jmandam.org. So starting tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. bright and early, Nachum will be broadcasting from Israel. Very, very, uh, very, very good. And uh, he'll be, um, like I said, he'll be in different places. So make sure to keep it tuned. If I get any more information, I will let you know uh, before the end of the show what the, what the schedule is. Uh, we're going to go to music. We're going to just uh, play as much music as we can today. And uh, we'll start off with some Benny Friedman right here on JM Sunday.
A.K.A. Pella going back a few years here on J.M. Sunday. Mata Swinegast with you. That's my name. I'm here every Sunday morning live on J.M. Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks for joining me this morning. Before A.K.A. Pella, we heard from Simcha Liner. Before that, Yoel Falkowitz, Ellie Schwebel, and Benny Friedman. As we started our show off today following Modani by Regish, and as we do every Sunday, and as Nachum does every Monday through Friday. On JM and the AM, as I mentioned earlier, Nachum will be in Israel. He's on his way there now with his crew, and he'll be broadcasting from Israel this week on JM and the AM. So make sure to uh, to keep it tuned in to JM and the AM to find out where he'll be and to hear uh, great shows from Israel, as always, uh, always happens when he's out there. We're going to get to Rabbi Goldwasser in a moment. Rabbi Goldwasser will be speaking uh, in part about the tragedy that occurred yesterday with the fire in Brooklyn that uh, that killed so many members of one family, and everyone's hearts reach, uh, hearts reach out to the family. And uh, he will uh, he will address that in his uh, segment morning chizuk. We will continue with music until nine o'clock this morning, as we always do on Sunday. Our news from Israel returns. This morning in English, live from uh, Israel. So we'll find out what's happening over there with the uh, with the post-election uh, doings. And uh, programming continues all day long here on the stream with great encores and uh, music stream. We had such a good time last week of the marathon for the last two weeks at the fundraiser. Came to a great conclusion at about 9.30 in the morning with a total of uh, 245,000, and it continues. We're just about at our goal of 250,000, so if you haven't pledged yet, you can go to jmtheam.org and uh, pledge your support for another great year of programming, not only on uh, JM and the AM, but all across the, uh, the stream, including this show. It's time now for uh, Rabbi Goldwasser. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, L'zecha nishma sarvzev, Rav Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. We read in Brachis, Hashem said to Avram, You should know, that your children will be strangers in a land, not their own. And they will be there, oppressed, for 400 years. The Medrash asks, Why does it say, Yodoya Teda, You shall surely know. It's explained. Yoda Shani Mephazron, Teda Shan Know that I will scatter them, Know that I will bring them back together. Yoda Shani Meshabdon, Know that I will make them subservient, Teda Shani Goalon. 
and know with certainty that I will redeem them. The Satmarov asked the question, why did Hashem have to warn Avraham Avinu ahead of time that the Jews will be in Golos? All Jews are maminim b'nei maminim. We are believers, the children of believers. And in fact, in the Yud Gimel Ikrim we say, Hashem alone does, did, and will do everything without anyone's help. The Ramban at the end of Parshas Boy says that a person who doesn't believe that everything that happens happens because of the Ratzon of Hashem and nothing is by chance, has no chilek, no portion in the Torah of Moshe. So why did Hashem have to forewarn Avram Avinu about the Golus and the Geula? The Satmarov answers, because there will come a time in the Golus when it's not enough to have a general understanding. There are certain things that are just beyond the pale. Those things that seem unusually abnormal, as if they have no place in our ordinary world. Nonetheless, we still have to believe it is at this time that we take note of the terrible tragedy that struck the world Jewish community this past Shabbos. The shock and the sorrow are incomprehensible. It is not possible for the human mind to comprehend the devastation that was wrought by this terrible fire. We are all reeling as we know we are all united and interconnected. It wasn't someone's family that this particular tsara happened to. It was our family, the family of Klau Yisrael. Every one of us, davened on Shabbos, we read the words in the prayer, And because we sinned before you, our city was destroyed. And the Besamikdosh was made desolate. It was destroyed. This past Shabbos, a Besamikdosh, Ma'at, was destroyed. We realize that it was an alarm, a clarion call to all of us to do tshuva, to improve our mitzvot samasim tovim, and certainly to increase our learning. Our hearts go out to the entire family, to all of the relatives, and all of Klau Yisroel. May the mother and daughter have a refuah shalema bimheira. May we be spared ever again of hearing of such besuros. May we hear only of besuros tovas yeshuas v'nechamos. We should be zochet to the words, Teda, Shani Mekanson, know that I will gather in all the exiles. Teda, Shani Goalon, know that I will redeem you.
Sian Schenker here on uh, JM Sunday. Martha Swine guest with you. It is 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, just about 8 o'clock in the morning. We're going to go to our news from Israel in just a few seconds with uh, Hannah Julian. Live from Israel. And uh, it is a uh, it is a difficult day uh, for, for all of us. As Rabbi Goldwasser spoke before, about the tragedy that uh, that befell a family in Brooklyn with the fire yesterday, uh, it's uh, very difficult to discuss, and I'm certainly not the person to talk about it. Certainly not at this time. Uh, but our hearts go out to uh, to everyone, and um, you know we just have to uh, take what Rabbi Goldwasser said and uh, you know, take his words of chizuk with us. It is uh, time, as it usually is on Sunday mornings, 
to hear from uh, Khanna Julian with our news from Israel. Khanna is a Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com. She joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Khanna Julian. Good morning, Matthew. I understand uh, that uh, there's a lot going on in Israel with this uh, election that took place last week, and uh, even though so many people said that the happiest part of the election, they said, is that the election is over, uh, there is a lot more going on. So uh, please, uh, we're uh, waiting for you to fill us in. <laughs> there, there is. Um, it has. It, actually, it's only begun. The easiest part, even though it didn't seem that way, uh, the easiest part was the election. Um, I also want to tell you, by the way, that uh, today, a well, not really today, although it was announced today, a series of terror attacks uh, aimed at Israel were was foiled uh, in a joint sting operation by the Israel Security Agency, the Shin Bet, uh, and the IDF and Israel Police. They tracked down and captured a Hamas cell, a major cell uh, in Kalkilia. That is a Palestinian Authority city about 20 minutes northeast of B'nai Brak. Um, we don't have time for me to tell you a lot about that, only to let you know that six major Hamas terrorists were picked up. Uh, they were arrested. They were interrogated. A lot of information uh, is being uh, picked up from that. And uh, a lot of people in Israel today are safe as a result of that operation. Uh, but to let you know, that was 20 minutes away from it's in, this is This is Hamas. And this is the um, this is the group in the Palestinian Authority government with which President Obama expects Israel to negotiate and with which he is demanding Israel to let down its guard and its security. Now we'll go to election. <laughs> which is an infinitely more cheerful, although somewhat more contentious, believe it or not, more contentious uh, process. Uh, President Ruvain Rivlin is meeting today with representatives from all of the political parties who actually made it in to the Knesset. Uh, he's kicking off the process of coalition building. The Likud faction was first up. They arrived at 10 o'clock in the morning because they are the largest party to get in. They had 30 mandates. Uh, they were followed by members of the Zionist Union. That's the merger between uh, Labor, headed by Isaac Herzog, and Atenua, headed by Tsipi Livni. They uh, had, uh, I think, 24 mandates, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, uh, they uh, also had to meet for consultations. And the president will follow, if he hasn't already started, uh, with representatives of the newly formed Joint Arab List. And that list is now the third largest party in the state of Israel. This is the apartheid state, you remember. <laughs> we now have the Joint Arab Parties, the third largest political party in the state of Israel. Thirteen mandates. 
sitting in the Knesset after last Tuesday's election. And the president is meeting with that party, third out of all the political parties. But, of course, we are, naturally, we are um, in the classic state. After that, tomorrow, um, here's the rest of the basic rundown. President Rivlin is uh, meeting with uh, the others on Monday. He starts with Yesh Atid, which is headed by Yair Lapid. Um, they won 11 seats. Um, Moshe Kahalon's Kulanu party came in with 10 mandates. They will be talking to him after Yeshatid. And then uh, Naftali Bennett's Bayit Yehudi, they won eight mandates. They're going to be followed by Shas, the Sephardic uh, Orthodox party, uh, with seven mandates. They have to speak to him after that. Um, Shas uh, generally, somehow Shas always manages to get into uh, the government one way or the other. I, I actually expect Shas to get into this government. You can you can put my put my bet on Shas getting in, Matis. Well, well, how many seats? For a sandwich somewhere. With how many? With how many seats? <laughs> seven. Seven, seven mandates. But the number is not mandates. important here. The, it's not important. Trust me when I tell you this. The number of votes for Shah is not important. They will get in anyway. If they will not be in the opposition, believe me when I tell you, Shah will always be in the government, and I will put my bet on it, <laughs> and okay. I will see you for a sandwich over this one. <laughs> United Torah Judaism is next. This is the Ashkenazi. Orthodox Jewish parties. They took six seats, um, and they were tied with a Victor Lieberman's Israel Beitenu party. You remember uh, last time around, Israel Beitenu had uh, merged up with Likud. This time they went separately, and um, they were in opposition to the Likud and to Netanyahu, and they, um, they suffered for it. They were second to last. Last to go is the far-left Merits party, headed by Zahava Galon. They won five seats. Following all these consultations, when all is said and done, the president is expected to announce what the world already knows, and that is that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, will have the task of forming the next government coalition for an historic fourth time around. The only other person to have done that four times was David Ben-Gurion. I'd like to tell you. So he is now a record setter, uh, except for the founder of the state. Harel Toby, the director of the president's office, has already told party leaders in a letter that the formation of a government must be carried out as quickly as possible. And so he's hoping to push them to actually get this done without all the wrangling that always goes on. But I, I sort of doubt that it's going to have much effect. Here's how this goes. According to the basic law, once a lawmaker is given the task, he has 28 days in which to form a government. The president can also grant him an extension of 14 days if he needs more time to negotiate the coalition. But that's it. After that, if he has not been able to pull together a coalition, at that point, the president hands the coalition 
uh, formation to someone else. Some of the parties are already lining up for various ministry portfolios. Victor Lieberman, who had before a ministry this past time, wants the defense ministry this time around. Mind you, he had six mandates, but he wants the defense ministry. Keep, keep track here. You're taking score, I hope. You're writing this down. You're going to be tested, Marcus. <laughs> By Yehudi Chairman Naftali Bennett wants the foreign ministry. Um, he's going to have competition because in the Likud, Yuval Steinitz, who is now the intelligence minister, also wants the foreign ministry. One of the biggest ministries and one that is key to the country is the finance portfolio. Moshe Kahalon, who had 10 mandates, he wants that one. And he also wants his faction to have control over the Knesset Finance Committee, as well as the Israel Lands Authority. Kahalon is going to have a fight on his hands because United Torah Judaism wants to send Moshe Gafni back to his place as chairman of the Finance Committee, which he ran during a previous term. While we're on the subject, by the way, UTJ also wants the health ministry. Uh, so there's a lot going on there. Um, I'll tell you, uh, UTJ has had the health ministry before. Uh, it's also going to fight again over funding for yeshivas and legislation that puts yeshiva students into awkward positions, like forcing yeshiva students into the draft, for instance, after years of army service, which used to be a voluntary option for those who learn Torah full-time. Last but not least, the entire system will be up for discussion because the Likud also wants to raise the number of ministers in order to accommodate some of the coalition negotiations. Uh, some accommodate some of the, the the parties who want to come in and have ministers as well. They're not they're not able to do that, and and the parties are not happy about this idea. The previous Knesset actually passed a law that trimmed the limit to 18 ministers. So we'll see how all that's going to work out. It's going to take a le at least a month, maybe longer. Uh, it has to all get done by May 7th. So at least we may have a new government coalition by the summer. Now, to the weather. It is a beautiful, <laughs> brisk day here. <laughs> at least that's good. Things are going good with the weather. No snow, no rain. I mean, rain's always welcome in Israel, but it's, it's not messy. Things are good here. Um, it's cool. It's breezy. Highs in the low 60s, lows tonight in the 40s. Partly cloudy tomorrow. Highs in the mid to upper 60s, lows in the 50s. Tuesday, we'll see a gorgeous day, lots of sunshine. Highs will hit just 70. Nice, I, moderate day. I see it as, uh, according, according to the weather report, I see it's sunny with a chance of falling Knesset seats. <laughs> well, we're hoping. We're hoping uh, falling Knesset seats and moderation all around. What yeah. can I say? Uh, by the way, I if you really... If, if you, I'm sorry to interrupt, but if you really want to make a uh, place a place a wager or something for sandwiches on Pesach or whatever, uh, tell me how long this government will last. <laughs> when are next elections? Yeah, in other words, when yeah. are next elections? Uh, you know, the the last one the last one wasn't bad. The last no, it wasn't. one wasn't. lasted quite a while. And the and the truth is, as as 
as hard as Obama pushed to get rid of him, Netanyahu's back. He just can't get rid of him. So, right. you know, you can, you can, you can get rid of everything around him, but it's not going to help him much because, as hard as he pushed, what he got may be worse. So, in the end, the trip to him. Washington and the speech uh, before Congress were, did not have a. Um uh, a negative enough effect as people felt it would. I don't think it had a negative effect at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it had any effect either way. I'll tell you the truth. I think people's minds were made up long before he ever made that trip. If it had any effect, it had an effect in uh, the United States, if anything at all. But I think I think people, I think we need to give people a little more credit than perhaps the president does, because I have to tell you the truth, people are pretty well informed, and the truth is I think everyone really knows already what's going on, and and I think that um, they're trying very hard to stay, stay abreast of what's happening, at least here in Israel. I know that we had one of the highest turnouts in this election. Yeah, that's what that people Israel said. Seen. It's amazing. It was in 70%. We had 72% of the people turned Amazing. out. People really care. I mean, it's an existential threat. Right. We faced that in 67, but we have not faced a threat like that since 67. Amazing. Well, it's not true. Young Kipper was Young Kipper war. Close, yep. but, uh, well, yeah, but we have not faced a threat like that since then. Right. Well, I want to thank you, Connor Julian, it's for joining us. That True. I want to thank you for joining us this morning. We'll catch up with you next Sunday before Pesach for our before Pesach show and um, and then uh, yeah, imagine Pesach already. <laughs> Thank you. Any final? Any final? Pesach chips. Yeah. Any final uh, words? Um, a good chaydish to everyone and good luck with Pesach cleaning. Thank you so much. <laughs> Take care. That is our news from Israel. Thanks, Connor Julian. We'll see you next week right here on the JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. We'll go back to the music in a moment. It is um, 8.15 in the morning. I want to thank the listeners who contributed uh, during the last two weeks to JM in the AM and helped make our fundraiser a success. Nachum is, will be in Israel broadcasting uh, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. from Israel. I don't have the schedule in front of me. I'm not sure of the exact location tomorrow, but make sure to tune in. We have great programming all day long here on the stream. And uh, we appreciate the worldwide listenership here on JM Sunday and on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to continue with Ellie Schreibel, Eberste, here on JM Sunday.
million. Wow,
Yeah. 
אני והעץ שעונה אחריי, מן ההר שמולי, אנו שניים פה, אלי ואני.
Schmelzer from the Spintelied Higiazman. Before that, uh, we heard music from lots of artists, Naftali Kalka, Aaron Roselli, Tan Katz. Uh, we heard from um, Simcha Liner, Shlaimi Daskal, Michal Schnitzler, and uh, Eli Schwebel. As we get set to wrap up another edition of JM Sunday, I mentioned at the beginning of the show about our schedule. We're going to be here next Sunday. Uh, the... Um, is going to be the uh, 9th of Nisan, the 29th of March, prior to um, prior to Pesach, and then for the first time since the uh, inception of this show, we will be off on a Sunday. We will not be live on that Sunday, uh, April 5th, which is of course the second day Yom Tov of Pesach. That is uh, that's the way the calendar has worked out. We have able we have been able to do a show every single Sunday since we started over two years ago in September, 2000, uh, what is it, 13, 2012, 2012. Uh, and uh, we, um, we've been able to continue. So uh, it will be the second day Yom Tov. We'll be celebrating that, of course. Uh, so we'll be here next week before Pesach to, uh, to get through. Looking forward this evening to the 18th annual dinner of the Friends of Lubavitch of Bergen County. We look forward to especially to seeing one of the guests of honor, Deborah and Judah Engelmeyer. Coincidentally, Deborah and Judah happen to be the parents of Ariel and also Talia Noah Engelmeyer. Ariel happens to be our son Ellie's fiance. So it'll be nice to get together and see everybody there and all the other honorees. That's taking place tonight. Friends of Lubavitch of Bergen County. Well, we're about set to wrap up the show. My thanks again. The great program continues all day long. Uh, thanks again to all of you listening here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. We have encore presentations all day, a great music stream. And starting tomorrow morning on JM in the AM, Nachum will be broadcasting from Israel. 
So uh, it's really important to uh, listen to all those shows. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great day, and we'll see you back here next week on JM Sunday.